Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know because I learned the hard way and now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, everyone. It is Bean Brown at Work Live time. Yes, it is. My favorite time of the week. My favorite time of the month, as you heard me say all the time. It will never change. This is Linda Talaferro from The Tea, The Extra Effort. And we're going to talk about a topic today that I believe, if it's not on the forefront of your mind as a Black and Brown woman, it is probably in the back of your mind on a regular basis. So I'm going to ask you a question. Are you a token? Am I a token? You know, frankly, I believe I probably have been at different points in my career. Let's dive in. I want to first talk about the definition of tokenism, because I think it's important for us to all be on the same page. And you're going to see me pull from different pieces of information I have in front of me because I was intentional about making sure this topic was filled with facts and data, right? Because when you when you get into these sensitive areas, people tend to say, okay, here we go again. I'm going to tell you, a lot of the posts that I've been doing for quite a while, not just recently, but definitely recently, uh, just keeps to get people up in arms because they think, okay, here we go. It's all about uh, the color of your skin again. It's all about racism. But I want to make it real. I mean, I it, that's the whole purpose of what I do in being brown at work is shining a light on the real experiences and then offering suggestions on how for us as black and brown women to deal with those real experiences while helping systemic change to take place as well. So let's get into the definition of tokenism. So Merriam-Webster Dictionary, which, I mean, okay, giving you my age, right? I used to have these all the time. This is online, but I actually have the physical book. Says it's the policy or practice of making only a symbolic effort. Tokenism, a symbolic effort. Cambridge Dictionary really dives in. It says, Something that a person or organization does that seems to support or help a group of people who are treated unfairly in society. There's another group, and these were this was uh, a panel that I found that did had a fabulous talk uh, at their university actually around tokenism, and it's when individuals from underrepresented groups are used to give the appearance of diversity without actually addressing systemic issues or providing opportunities to those individuals to to fully contribute and succeed. So that's the 
I mean, the no hold barred definition of tokenism. This is the one, I mean, called Webster, Cambridge. They're going to be polite. And I appreciate that and respect it. But the real definition, I'm going to read it again, is when individuals from an underrepresented group or underrepresented groups are used to give the appearance of diversity, and I would add the appearance of inclusion, without actually addressing systemic issues or providing opportunities for those same individuals to fully contribute and succeed. That's what tokenism is. So now that we've got the definitions understood, we ask the question again, are you a token? Am I a token? And I would say, look, let me separate because as I decided to title this live for today, I have how to deal with tokenism and being the only. So let me separate the two. So for me, being the only doesn't necessarily directly correlate to tokenism. Not in every case, but it could, right? I have been told that I have, well, not told, I've often been the only. I can think back to high school and college, the only in the in the whole room of aspiring engineers when I went to Carnegie Mellon. Uh, I don't, but I would not translate that to tokenism being accepted into that school. But I can tell you subsequent in my career, I have been uh, given opportunities and whatnot that, you know, as I reflect, because at the time in my career, 30 years ago or so, that was not in the forefront of my mind. But as I reflect on it, yeah, it, it may have been tokenism. It may have absolutely been. Give the appearance of truly representing the underrepresented and truly having a diversity and inclusion mindset in the workplace. Now, we all know that people often, I mean, our workplace, our organizations and corporate are working feverishly to bridge that gap, right? Feverishly. But it takes more work than just identifying a DEI a chief DNI officer. It takes more work than just rote trainings that take place. It really takes intentionality. It really takes takes change to systems to remove the tokenism piece. So while those systemic things are happening, and and I have to say, I have to give them credit. There are a lot of organizations out there that are doing that work. Slow, yes. I mean, painfully slow, yes, but they're doing the work. But for us as black and brown women in the workplace, okay, while that's happening systemically slow, how do we deal what we know is actually real? How do we deal with the experience of being that token? Now, you know, as I was preparing for this live, I came across what I found was a phenomenally interesting study. The study's about three years old now, but you know me, I love speaking with facts and data to support my conversation and topic. And this study that was done, it was done uh, in joint to see if it was done and actually research was done in 2018. I think the results came out in 2020. And this was a doctoral student at the Wharton School of University of Pennsylvania. Okay, and there was a a combination work that was done with three individuals, 
there, a professor was involved, a doctoral, two doctoral students, right? And I found this extremely interesting regarding tokenism. So the, ex- the experiment had 491 women, okay? And the focus was you as a Black woman or professional, what would your choice be if you had a choice? So here's one thing. The team was told, the team of participants were told one quarter of interns would be offered full-time jobs while others heard that everyone would be hired. When women knew they had to compete for a job and they had to choose which pool or which part of group they wanted to be in, 46% of women chose to be in a male-dominated department. 18% chose to only work with men, okay? 46% chose to be in an all-male-dominated department. Now, let's get to the real crux of of this study, which I found phenomenal. They invited 278 Black participants to consider the same scenario, okay? You had a choice. What are you gonna be in? The scenario varied a little bit by racial composition, meaning, they found that 37% of Black respondents picked an all-white group to be a part of. If they want to be considered to be hired for a position, 37% of the population of 278 Black participants chose to be in the all-white group. 20% didn't. Here's the other piece. If you look at it from a female perspective, 202 women and men, when there was fewer awards to be won, 23% of the women chose an all-male team versus 9.7% in a less competitive situation. So here's what this all boils down to. When we as women, when we as Black women are put in a scenario, this study shows, we're put in a scenario where there's competition that arises, meaning I compete for an opportunity. What group do I want to be part of when I'm competing? This leads to the idea of if I can set myself apart and be that token choice, I'd rather be if the competition exists. And the reason why I'm bringing this study forward is because in the workplace, we know that in the workplace, competition exists. It is set up regularly, the pressures to be better than, the pressures to exceed, the pressures to outweigh somebody else. That's in the workplace. Companies use competition on a regular basis in the workplace because they want to push excellence. There's certain industries that do it more than others. Law firms do it more than others. Uh, consultancies, heavy competition. And so the study showed that when we, women that look like me, are in that scenario and I have an opportunity for a job, and you ask me which group I want to be competing against or which group I want to be considered in, I'm going to pick the all white, all male because. I'm going to stand out. Now, some of you may say, wait a minute, Linda, I don't get it. Okay, so is tokenism good or is it bad? I frankly am here to say it's neither. It's bad in this sense. Let me be very clear. 
Once we feel this weight of being a token, it mentally challenges us, right? I mean, we then have this weight of the black or brown world on us, right? We believe we have to show up for all black or brown people. I remember when George Floyd was happening, everybody was asking me questions about the black communities. If I represented and knew every black person in the entire world and how they thought or felt about George Floyd or any kind of social, economical, political topic, or if there was a shooting or whatever that took place in some part of the country here in the US, I somehow as a black person completely related to that. Every single category, I mean, we get stereotyped, we get packaged, we get bundled, right? And so when we're token, when we're this token in the workplace, that weighs upon us, weighs upon us. What also weighs upon us is the fact that we now believe, as we've often been told, I know I was, work extremely hard, be exceptionally better than the next. And you can only carry around all of that weight of the world that separatism, that ex- expectation uh, for so long before it really affects your mental and physical state. So that's the negative side of this. The positive side, some people would say of tokenism, is that it allowed me to achieve a particular career goal and aspiration. It allowed me a seat. I then leveraged that seat. And in addition, open the door for others to come from behind. So for me, this conversation is so important because I I really want to give perspective and context around it, right? You all know that been following me for a while. And if you're new to me, you'll know that I am a glass half full person. I'm very clear in who I am as a Black woman. You can't help but be when you're dark skinned, natural hair. Very clear who I am as a Black person in the workplace, in the industry that I've been in for years. I'm very, very clear. And I'm also very clear in the fact that it does not always have to be the negative. It does not. Now, it's up to us as Black and Brown women to approach it in that mindset, in that manner, through that lens, right? While I said earlier, the systemic changes take place to make sure inclusion is truly inclusion, we need to do the work. So let me talk a little bit about how to handle being the only, being that token. If you decide, if you said, okay, Linda, you asked me the question and I've identified myself as a token. First, 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 first and foremost, if you're the only and you believe it's a token, be clear in who you are. Your level of self-confidence is everything. It's everything. You have to be able to look in the mirror and truly believe, truly love who you see, what you stand for, how you show up. I will tell you early in my career, I didn't. I did not. I had to do that work in order to allow me through my career to achieve what I've achieved, whether it be token positions, whether it be the only in the room. I'm very confident in my own skin. So that's first and foremost for you. You have to really know who you are and be confident and believe in that, in yourself. 
The other part is, you hear me say this all the time, no man is an island. You need a, you need a community, you need a village, you need whatever, however you want to identify it. Some people call their board of directors, if it's your mentors, if it's an accountability partner, whatever it is, you need that group, that person. You need your people. Because at times you're going to need to vent. <laughs> you're going to need to bounce off. You're going to need to share experiences as you deal with them day to day in the workplace. You can't carry all that around and be healthy. So you need to create your psychologically safe environment of people, your community that you can bounce off experiences, a bounce off situations with, right? Just unload, be able to talk. It's most important too, that you be able to invest in some self-care, whatever that looks like for you. But making sure that because you're in what could potentially be a very stressful environment, being the only one in the room on a regular basis and potentially now identifying as a token and therefore other people looking to you for more than what you signed up for, you need some self-care. You absolutely need to make sure that you do everything you can so that you can show up fully, healthy, mental, physical, emotionally, everything, every aspect of yourself fully. And then here's the last part I would offer to you. Own, own your walk. I own my journey. I own my walk. I own my space. I take up space confidentially. Excuse me, not confidentially. I take up space confidently, confidently. And I think that's so, so important. When you're the only one in the room, it's so important if for some reason you believe you've been chosen, see, you can shift the mindset around tokenism that you've been chosen to sit in that seat, to lead in that particular way. And you can shift the mindset, you can rewrite the narrative around what is thought of for Black and Brown women in leadership positions. And in doing so, you drive change. You can drive change. You can advocate. When you get confident and comfortable in yourself, you can also voice. You can use your voice when you see the disparity going on, when you see the uneven playing field happen, when you see the tokenism taking place and you know it's pure tokenism and there's no intent for the systemic changes to take place. Use your voice. But all of the things that I'm that I'm mentioning is rooted in that self-confidence. You got to know that you know that you know that you are enough and that every aspect of yourself that you bring to whatever role you're in is enough. That is extremely important. And as I said, foundational to everything that I've shared with you so far. So, you know, this tokenism thing, this being the only has been around for a long time, although there are changes happening, slow that they may be, changes are happening, it's going to be around for a while longer. It's up to us as Black and brown women to shift the narrative, to rewrite it, to drive the change, to own our space, to take up space, to use our voices, to show up strongly, to believe in ourselves. That is everything. That can be everything. That can shift 
your whole experience on your career journey. Believe me, I'm a living witness to it and numerous of my clients are. That's the work we do. That's the work we do together. Exactly what I've described to you is a lot of the work we do together. So I know that I know that it can happen for you, that the paradigm can shift as we ride this journey, this long, sometimes painful journey of systemic change. So if anything I said resonated with you and you really would love to get more detail, more context, message me. Message me. I'm on almost every social media platform except for Twitter and TikTok. So you can find me everywhere else. Uh, Message me. Email me. Go to my website. Send me an email. I'd love to talk to you in more context and detail about whatever your specific situation is around being the only or tokenism. Would love to help you. Okay? Until next time. Take care. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.